Welcome to Know Your Foe on Colts.com, an in-depth look at the upcoming matchup. Here are your hosts, Casey Vallier and former Colts wide receiver, Bill Brooks. It is time for the regular season finale edition of Know Your Foe right here on Colts.com. I'm your host, Casey Vallier, joined as always by Ring of Honor wide receiver, Bill Brooks. The Colts travel to Jacksonville for the final game of the regular season. And to get us caught up on all things Jaguars, it's Mike DiRocco, who covers the Jags for ESPN. Mike, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us. No problem. How are you guys doing today? Oh, we're doing all right. You know, season finale, I'm sure, for the Jags. They're looking forward to what's going on in the future and for the Colts looking for a playoff spot. So a lot riding on this game, you know, definitely from a Colts aspect on continuing this year. But, you know, from the Jags perspective, a lot coming here in the next couple, you know, weeks to months for sure. And I kind of wanted to start with something that we saw last year. You know, you get the number one overall pick and you select Trevor Lawrence. Everybody thought, you know, one of the best prospects coming out. He's definitely had his struggles through his rookie campaign. I know it's really really hard just to look at numbers but how would you evaluate the way Trevor Lawrence has played in his rookie year well I mean he'll tell you the same thing he hasn't played really well he's, he's played bad at times and, and pretty darn good at other times but overall it's just not been good enough um, 17 interceptions which I think leads the NFL that's just you just can't do it you got no chance to win games like that but you know that being said his his rookie season has been just full of drama and distractions with all of the urban Meyer stuff that's going on. Then you take into consideration that they really did nothing to build around him at all. And his receivers um, are just not very good at all. I mean, it's, it's, they, they lose DJ Chark early. Jamal Agnew uh, emerges as a deep guy and he gets hurt. Um, the pass catchers as a whole lead the NFL with 33 drops the offensive line has been really up and down, especially at right tackle, where Jawan Taylor has really, really struggled. Um, so you add all that in together, and, and you've got a rookie season like he has. Uh, Ten touchdown pass, 17 picks. It's not been pretty. The hope is, for the Jaguars anyway, that, that they'll make a good hire as Urban Meyer's replacement, someone that's maybe an offensive-minded guy at, or at least – you know, find an offensive coordinator that can build a system around this kid. And then it's going to take a year or two before they can go ahead and get some um, good talent around him to give him really a chance to be successful. Now, one of the things you just mentioned, I mean, we talk about, you know, his bare numbers, his statistics, and you mentioned, you know, the offensive line, he's got no weapons. We saw the run game take a hit when Travis Etienne was lost for the year. Is it all on that? Or do you think part of it has been his decision-making in those instances? No, his decision-making has not been good at times. You look last week, um, three interceptions against the Patriots. Uh, the first one, uh, he probably could have taken a throw a little further down the field that was wide open, but he had someone in his face, and he goes to Rock Armstead out there in the flat. The ball bounces off his hand, and then it's an interception. Um, so that one's not on him. But the other two were just throws he shouldn't have made. He tried to squeeze a ball in uh, into two, uh, you know, a tight spot on the second one. And then the third one, he just didn't see – uh, the safety and you know his decision making has been spotty at times but you expect that out of a rookie right um you know everyone around here me measures him against mac jones who is from jacksonville right. and that's that's unfair because he ended up with bill belichick and josh mcdaniels and one of the league's better defenses and a ridiculously stable franchise with a great culture and trevor ended up here so um, he's made some mistakes and he's not played great, but there's not anyone here, at least organizationally, that is sitting there going, oh, my gosh, we made a mistake. This kid can't play. They still believe he's going to be a fantastic quarterback. 
He just needs some stability and some help. Now, you're talking about that help. I want to talk about the running back situation, uh, Mike. Now, I know James Robinson's on IR, but he had another solid year in his second season. And the team also drafted Travis Etienne, who missed his rookie season with an injury. Do you see both of these guys in the future plans for the Jaguars? Um, yeah, you know, Robinson's going to come off that torn Achilles. So, I, you know, that's, a, that's a, a long timetable for him. But, yeah, I think next year those will be your top two backs. Uh, I think the Jags would feel a lot better about that situation, though, if they had seen anything from ETN because he got hurt in, in the preseason. Yeah. They didn't see him in a regular season game, so they really don't know what he can do. But going into the season, you would at least feel pretty comfortable when Robinson comes back for sure. Um, but I do expect them to address that position in the offseason, whether that's a later round draft pick or in free agency. But those would be their top two for sure. Now, you also mentioned that the wide receiver has some issues with drop passes uh, this past season. And we also know that they don't have that dynamic game breaker on their roster at this moment. And also, DJ Chark has been on IR. But is this a position they need to focus on in free agency or in the upcoming draft to find that dynamic receiver? And also, do you think DJ Chark will be back in 2022? Absolutely. This needs to be one of their top priorities, wide receiver. Uh, it's a deep draft for wide receiver. Not at number one, obviously. You're probably not going to take one there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's not as... You know, look, Devontae Adams is probably getting the franchise tag, so that's not great. Um, probably not going to end up with, um, you know, Chris Godwin either. That's not going to happen. So now you're looking at an Allen Robinson or a Michael Gallup, um, you know, and Gallup's coming off a, a, an ACL tear. So not as many options available in free agency uh, as maybe we all thought there would be at the beginning of the season anyway. But draft-wise, it's a really, really good draft for wide receivers. It, it may not have maybe the top high-end guy like a Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, but it's a really deep group, and that's good for the Jags because they have to at least, you know, if it's me, I'm signing a guy and I'm drafting at least two in this draft. You've got to build around Trevor Lawrence. I think we saw this year what, what the addition of Jamar Chase did for Joe Burrow. Everyone wanted them to take uh, uh, the offensive tackle in the first round, and they didn't. They went with the wide receiver, and now look at the Bengals, their division chance. As for DJ Chark, I do think he'll be back. You know, him – Going on, uh, you know, going out with a broken ankle, two game, three games into the season, he really didn't show much. So I'm not sure how much interest there will be in him in free agency. So I think the Jaguars could get him back on a reasonable deal for a year or two, and that will certainly help. But it had wide receiver has to be a priority for this team, no matter who the head coach is. I want to touch on something you brought up. You said Allen Robinson's a potential free agent wide receiver that's going to get pretty big money. How was his departure in Jacksonville the first time? And would they at least look at bringing him back potentially, you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a different regime for sure. Um, now, you know, they, they need a deep guy. That, uh, deep speed is, is probably the biggest issue with their wide receivers. Um, and, and that's really not Al Robinson, but Al Robinson is a contested catch guy, yeah. and he can get down the field. I saw him do it in his first three seasons here with the with the Jaguars, and he did it pretty darn well. So, um, you know, if you can add an Allen Robinson, that gives you your contested catch guy. You get a couple of uh, young guys in the draft, the speed guy, bring DJ Chark back, and all of a sudden you might have a little uh, pretty good core wide receivers. Um, you know – the Jaguars just didn't offer Allen Robinson enough money, and that, that was a huge mistake. And Dave Caldwell, the GM at the time, offered a contract that 
um, with incentives would have probably paid him a little bit more than what he got from the Bears. But if you're Allen Robinson, you smartly take the amount that you can get for sure. And that's what he did. And, and the Jaguars here will admit that that was one of the biggest mistakes of Dave Caldwell's tenure. And he would probably admit that, too. We're talking with Mike DeRocco, who covers the Jags for ESPN. Switching gears to the defense, I know Josh Allen has been an effective edge rusher, but a guy they took just two years ago and Caleb on chase on, he really hasn't lived up to that draft hype to this point. So, you know, the Jags looking at potentially the first overall pick, and I know there's a handful of names in there, but one of those is an edge rusher. Do you think that's an area they can address when the draft comes? Yeah, you know, it, it has to be a priority josh allen has been okay as a pass rusher he's more of a complimentary guy he's not the guy right um and he hasn't had a uh, uh <laughs> he hasn't had a sack since uh the uh the josh allen game against the bills which is wow. in november so it, yeah it's been he's been mia uh since then but you know caleb or excuse me uh um uh, Thibodeau and Hutchinson are the two top guys that, that everyone thinks are, are going to go one or two. Uh-huh. Um, but I wouldn't discount Evan Neal, the tackle from Alabama, going there with the Jags as well. But they have to – the problem with the Jags is, yeah, they need a wide receiver. That's a big need. They need pass rusher. That's a big need. Um, you know, they need a tight end. That's a big need. They need to shore up that offensive line. That's a big need. And they need to find some interior defensive linemen. That's a big need. Like, this roster is so poor that they need stuff everywhere. And that's why it's going to be a multiple-year build. And that's why, you know, you just have to prioritize it. The Jaguars, what is the strength of this draft? And what, is, what are our needs? And can we, can we get one or two positions addressed in this draft? And, and you know, I think uh, it's not necessarily a top high-end group of pass rushers, but I do think, like, wide receiver – uh, at least early anyway, it looks like it's pretty deep. So, you know, maybe they can end up doing that and wide receiver at the same time, you know, take the, the pass rusher first uh, overall or second if they somehow don't wrap that first pick up and then kind of go from there. But they just have to address so many areas and pass rush. You know, we could argue all day which one's more important for them at this point, pass rusher or wide receiver. But honestly, it's probably one in one A. Mike, I want to stay with the defense. Now, Miles Jack and Damian Wilson are good linebackers who are one and two on the team in tackles, respectively. What has been your assessment of their play this season? Uh, boy, the, the the next big play that Miles Jack makes this year will be the first big play he's made this year. <laughs> wow. uh, he's, he's made a lot wow. of tackles. Damian Wilson's made a lot of tackles. But they just have not made big plays at all. And, and mm. there's not, like, I could sit down, like, nothing jumps out at me when I think of either one of those twos as a big play this year. Um, Now I could sit down and spend some time and go through it and maybe I'd find one, but the fact that nothing stands out is a big problem. That's another area that, you know, they've got to get better at, but they're serviceable with miles Jack and and Damian Wilson inside. Um, You know, Josh Allen's been okay out there at, uh, you know, the other uh, linebacker slash defensive end edge rush guy. Um, but yeah, we, we mentioned Caleb on chase on before he spent, he spent time at strong side linebacker and he's not made an impact either. So it's just, when I say that this is a bad roster guys, it's a bad roster <laughs> and, and the areas that they could, you know, like they need to address linebacker, but they could probably cheat on that for a little bit because miles and Damian Wilson have been okay. Um, you know, and maybe you can put that off for a year or two, but that, that area has got to get better too. And, and miles has been a real disappointing year for him because last year you could have argued he should have been in the pro bowl. He played yeah. really, really well. And yeah. this year it's just been the opposite. 
Now I want to move to the back end of the defense. Now this past offseason, Jacksonville added some young talent in the secondary with Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco through the draft, as well as Shaquille Griffin in free agency. Is this a group they can be feel confident with moving forward? Yeah, I think in, in Campbell and Griffin, you have your two starting corners. And Campbell's really come on in the last six, seven weeks. You know, he had some trouble early in the season. Uh, they switched to more zone, uh, and he's really kind of flourished there. He's got some issues with ball skills, and that that's going to have to be a priority for him to work on in the offseason. But those two give you really good starting corners. Um, you know, the, the surprise signing was Rudy Ford. They signed as a, as a gunner, honestly. Uh, that was going to be his main job here. And he's a safety, and it turns out that he's a pretty darn good you know, slot corner. So they kind of lucked into that. Um, so they, they're they pretty set at their top three corner spots. You know, safety, you know, Cisco didn't get on the field a ton earlier in the season. Now he's been on, uh, you know, a lot more the last two or three weeks because of injuries, and he's played okay. So you're, you're starting to see some of those young guys get some more playing time. They'll probably have to address that other safety position at uh, some point. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins, who they signed a free agency, has just been okay. Uh, but again, that's an area that they can probably cheat with for the next year or so and not have to address it while they fix some of that other stuff. Well, final couple things with Mike DiRocco covers the Jags for ESPN. We, we know the Urban Meyer situation came and went. So what are you hearing right now? Who are the guys that are you know top-tier candidates, and where does this team go? Is it an offensive or defensive-minded head coach? Um, well, you know, Doug Peterson, Jim Caldwell have already interviewed. Uh, I think Caldwell would be a fantastic hire for this franchise. Uh, Byron Leftwich is is going to interview as well. Um, Matt Eberflus is, is is also on the list to interview. Todd Bowles just interviewed uh, the other day, so they're looking at both offensive and defensive guys. And originally, I would have said it needs to be an offensive guy, but the bottom line is they need somebody that's stable, that's consistent, that the players respect, that will be a good leader and can establish some kind of culture here. And if that's I do think that that fits Jim Caldwell to a T, um, yeah. you know, but if that's Todd Bowles, who they believe, if they believe Todd Bowles is that guy, then hire that guy. At this point, hire the guy that's going to stabilize your franchise because it's an absolute mess. And then just trust that that guy brings the right offensive guy in. But if it's me, like I said, I would jump on Jim Caldwell right away. Um, th- this franchise just needs somebody like that that can kind of steer the ship and you're not worrying about any off-field issues. You're not worrying yeah. about him kicking a, uh, a kicker in the hamstring. <laughs> you're not worried about him going to a bar uh, and hanging out and dancing around with a woman that's not his wife. I mean, all that stuff, it, 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 it impacts the way these guys play. I mean, you got these players trying to prepare for games, and they're dealing with all this stuff. It, it makes an impact. So get a guy that's going to be the steadying, calming influence that this franchise hasn't had in a while. Well, final thing on you, you got the game on Sunday with the Colts winning your end, Jags you lose, and you lock up that first overall pick. How important do you think it is to have that, I don't know if that's that little piece of candy, that first overall pick to kind of give a little extra juice for that next head coach? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Last year was obviously way more important because then you had your, your pick of Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, you, you knew who you were going to take. This year, I don't think there's no guy that you have to be at number one to get. So I don't think it's end of the world for the Jags if they end up with that number two pick. Now, that being said, I think the Colts come in here and roll, um, you know, and, and the Jags end up with that number one pick. I don't think this game will be close at all. I think this team is 
there's poor people on this team that will have checked out and, and the Colts will be up comfortably you know, early in the third quarter, and they'll just kind of coast to another win. Well, there you go. Mike DiRocco covers the Jags for ESPN. Mike, thanks again so much. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, it's the season finale in Jacksonville against the Jags on Sunday for the Colts. A win, and the season continues into the playoffs. And if that happens, we'll be back next week to get you up to date on who that opponent will be for the opening weekend of the playoffs. For Bill Brooks, I'm Casey Valier. Go Colts!